Losing Weight to Gain Control Today's episode, Exercise During the Winter Season Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to encourage you on your weight loss journey. It doesn't matter if you're at the beginning of, in the middle of, or at maintenance because we all need some encouragement. And if you'd like some extra encouragement, you can follow me on Facebook. That address is facebook.com backslash Alexander. And I try to post things that I do to stay on track through challenges that I face and that you probably face also. You can also visit my website, thugwinalexander.com, and there are several resources to help you along your weight loss journey. You can sign up to receive the Losing Weight to Gain Control 14-Day Get Started Guide. It'll help you to think about some things, including how to find patterns in your eating habits. And then also there's available the Losing Weight to Gain Control a Love Your Weight Maintenance Journey book. You can buy an autographed copy or there's also a Believe and Achieve journal available because it's all about looking at your life, the whole of your life, and creating one that you don't have to use food to escape from. Winter is on its way. It may feel like it's already here depending on where you live in the world or in the United States. This past week, I think my state has experienced summer and fall, and almost winter within five days of each other. It feels like I just put all my winter clothes away, and now it's time to take them out again. And one of my goals I start making when it starts getting colder is trying to stay active. It's a challenge to stay active when maybe the temperature dips to the point where you just don't want to go outside. It's hard to want to go take a walk when it's 35 degrees, and that's 35 degrees Fahrenheit, And there may be a light breeze blowing, but it makes it feel colder. Or even if you go to the gym, you still have to go outside to get to your car or, you know, or however you get to the gym in the cold weather. And even if you work out at home, if it's cold and dark outside, it feels so much better to stay under the warm blankets in my bed. Motivating myself or probably trying to motivate yourself to keep active during the winter, it can be a challenge, but it can be done. And today, I'd like to share with you some things to consider uh, if you do decide that you want to exercise outside during the winter months. First, evaluate any health conditions you have that the cold may affect. For example, I have asthma or you may have some type of breathing, breathing condition. And now asthma is an autoimmune condition. It's where your body attacks itself. Uh, where your bronchial tubes, that they'll become constricted and then it makes it difficult to breathe. Now, usually before I exercise, I have to, I may have to do a breathing treatment. I don't do these all the time, but I can tell when it's needed. And then I have to wait a little while before I try to get active. Or I'll use uh, what's called a, an inhaler, a rescue inhaler. Now, the cold weather can affect your lungs even if you don't have asthma. If you do have any type of breathing condition and it flares up while you're exercising, stop and evaluate if you need additional help. This happened to me about, was it a week ago, I think as of this recording, 
I did a two-mile walk for lupus awareness because I have lupus also. And that was one of the things I was concerned about is I hope that the weather is not too bad to where it will affect my asthma. And when I was getting, I was at one and a half miles and I was having to go up a few hills now and my asthma started to get a little worse. So I stopped. It stopped for about three minutes, used my inhaler and just tried to get back under control to see, okay, do I need to call for help right now or do I think I can finish the next half mile? And luckily, once I got off up the hill, I was okay. Level ground is easy. It's when I have to exert a little bit that it might make my asthma a little worse. So that's why it's very important to gauge where your body is when you're exercising outside during the winter months. Maybe you might have something called Raynard's disease or Raynard's syndrome sometimes it's called. And that's spelled R-A-Y-N-A-U-D apostrophe S. And I had never heard of this one until about a year and a half ago. And because I have that one too. And what Raynard's does is it usually affects your fingers and toes. It can affect other parts of your body, but those are the primary areas. And what happens is your fingers and toes will get numb to the point where it's, it's very uncomfortable. And it's a response to the cold temperature. Uh, with Raynard's disease, uh, small, what happens is smaller arteries that supply blood to your skin, they narrow, and then it limits blood circulation to your affected areas. Now, the first time this happened to me, I thought something was wrong with me. I mean, I, I went to take a walk and all of a sudden I felt like I couldn't feel my toes and then my fingertips were turning white and then they turned blue. And when I finally did get the blood flow back into each of them, it hurt really bad. And one day I was telling one of my friends about this and she said, oh, I can tell you what you have. My mother has the exact same thing. And that was the first time I ever heard of Raynard's disease. So, of course, I Googled it. And I had every symptom that it said. So I talked to my doctor about it and that's what I have. I was actually happy to know what it was. I mean, nobody likes to have a condition. But because now that I knew what it was, I could figure out, okay, how do I make this better? And I started to look for, okay, what type of gloves do I need? Are there gloves made for people that have this condition? And I've found that there are gloves if you, especially if you don't even don't have Raynards, but your hands get so cold that they make that could help with it. Of course, they're a little more expensive or you could buy hand warmers. One thing that I also read and I've tried is you can wear mittens and I put hot, these things called hot hands in the mittens to, to try and help with that. And it helps a little bit. I think I needed better mittens. They were very inexpensive ones, and I don't think they were they worked as well. But I still haven't given up on trying to find a pair of gloves that will help my Raynaud's syndrome. The point is, if you have a medical condition that the cold weather could make worse, talk with your doctor or your healthcare provider about the safest way for you to remain active during the winter months, but also take care of yourself. Second, the way you dress yourself if you're going to exercise outside is important also. This is another lesson that I learned the hard way a few years ago. I grew up in southern Louisiana and my winter wardrobe consisted of the same thing whether it was spring, whether it was fall, summer, or winter. It didn't get so cold that I would need a separate winter coat or separate types of winter clothing. So when I moved to the state of Illinois several years ago that changed. I had to buy a winter coat and actual winter clothes. 
when I would take my walks during the fall weather and early winter, my thought was to put on the warmest coat that I had, or even when I went out to shovel snow, because I didn't want to freeze. I wanted to stay warm. But boy, was I wrong. I started to sweat a lot, but I knew if I took my coat off, then I would get really cold and then put the coat back on and sweat again, and I didn't want to do that. And by the time I got home from this one particular walk, I needed to actually wash the coat because I was sweating so much. I had a friend of mine, she did the same thing that I did. She wanted to take a walk and she grabbed her coat and I told her, I don't think you want to do that. And she said, I'll be okay. And I told her, I'm not carrying your coat when it gets, when you get hot. It got to the point where she said she wanted to take it off because she was getting too hot even though it was cold outside. Here's what the Mayo Clinic has to say about exercising, how to dress to exercise outside. And this is actually from an article from their website titled Winter Fitness Safety Tips for Exercising Outdoors. And what they said is, quote, dress in layers that you can remove as soon as you start to sweat and then put back on as needed. First, put on a thin layer layer of synthetic material, such as, I think I'm saying this correctly, polypropylene, which draws sweat away from your body, says to avoid cotton, which stays wet next to your skin. Next, Add a layer of fleece or wool for insulation. Top this with a waterproof, breathable outer layer. And the waterproof thing I would recommend because I've had times when I've walked and uh, it either slightly ran or it was misting to the point where condensation was forming on my clothes. And then they also continue to say, you may need to experiment to find the right combination of clothing for you based on your exercise intensity. If you're lean, you may need more insulation than someone who is a little heavier. Keep in mind that stop-and-go activities such as mixing walking with running can make you more vulnerable to the cold if you repeatedly work up a sweat and then get chilly. And that's the end of the part I'm going to read. You may want to consider having clothing that has some type of reflective gear on it also. I personally have a jacket that is bright yellow and it also has reflective tape on it, which has come in handy, and it's also one of those that's waterproof. Because when I walk in the early mornings, the way the weather is right now, it's still dark, or if I walk in the evenings, it's starting to get dark earlier. This will help motorists, hopefully, to see you before they get close to you, that hopefully they won't hit you, that's the whole goal of this, or have something that shows that you're there, some type of light, or like I said, reflective clothing. And third, check the weather. Most of us have some type of app on our phones or our tablets that show us the weather. Check the weather, what the weather will be for the day that you expect to exercise outdoors and for any wind chill or any type of ice advisories or winter weather advisories. And in that case, if there is something like that, it may be time to take your workout inside instead of outside. Those are just a few of the ideas of how to stay active and be able to exercise outside during the winter. But I want everyone to remember, be safe. There are so many exercise options you can do in your home now if the weather is the weather is not the best, that if it isn't safe to go outside, then please don't do it. What do you do in order to exercise outside as much as possible during the winter months? I'd like to know. You can email me. Gwen at thegwenalexander.com, or you can contact me through my website, thegwenalexander.com, 
and click the contact button and send me a message that way. And these are all in the show notes. So if you forgot to write that down, you can look in the podcast description to get that information. And I always end each episode with a quote, but today I really didn't have one that fit today's topic. But what I would like to leave you with is just to encourage you to not give up on your goals, whether it's weight loss or taking control of your health, just because the weather is getting colder. If anything, it's a time to plan as best as you can and just try to stay active. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.